What is going on, people? This is your boy, Lita Johnson. And we are back, back, back. Yes, I had been on a lot, a lot of writing. So, you know, I took a little, little ease trip back from the radio, but you know, I get down. And I love y'all uh, to death, all my leaders. Y'all get down. All right, now, we want to talk about some things. I know everybody want to get on tips talking about certain things. So, it's a couple of things this week, period, I'm going to be talking about. Tomorrow, I got a podcast coming about the Eagles. You know, we can talk about um, Villanova and the Sixers. Can we do that? Can we just, can, can we breathe? I, I, now, there's Villanova radio, but I got some things about the Sixers I definitely want to talk about in Villanova. Villanova being 8-1, being a team that, um, like they are now, this is breakdown where they at. There's a lot of good teams out there. You got the Gonzaga, the Baylor, Illinois, Michigan's 11-0. I mean, listen, there's a lot of good teams this year. But what makes Villanova so good? What makes them separate themselves from everybody else? I mean, I'm picking them to win, but there are other teams that definitely could win. Gonzaga's a good team. They're better than they've ever been. All right? they, they, they recruited guys they ain't recruited before. Like Suggs, they don't get guys like that. They always get good players, no doubt. But they don't get guys like Suggs. Okay, you get you get Andrew Nimhard coming in. But see, then you Baylor, I mean, gosh, they're 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 guard heavy, you know. Um they're a small team though. And you look at Illinois, they have a center in Cockburn. They have Desamnu with AO there and they have so many other guys. Um Kansas is always gonna be tough. They're a tough team. But just better better players. Michigan is just greatly coached. Um they're a team you gotta watch out for. North Carolina is going to be a tough team. Right, they are tough teams. But Nova comes in with three champions. And, and I, don't, I can't emphasize each year they have won the championship with champions on their roster. Multiple champions. In 2016, those guys were fresh. Okay? But they went winning for a minute. Then in 2018, they had the same thing. Now, you have to realize and believe this formula. You have to believe in this formula. Watson, I mean, excuse me, um, Jermaine Samuels, Colin Gillespie, Diamond College Roundtree. That recruiting class in itself, just just the recruiting class, came in to be champions. I can't emphasize how big that is. And they carried it all the way to here. Dodd Mercado Durante doesn't have to play a game of basketball to affect the locker room. He doesn't have to play a game of basketball on Villanova to affect the locker room. When he's on the floor, it's even more contagious. He, he plays hard. He's power. Everybody, it ain't about him being the most talented player. It's about just how good he is. Um... On and off the court. Jermaine Samuels has gotten better every year. Jermaine Samuels was hot before the, the pandemic set Villanova down. When they come back, there's, there's nothing that's going to make you think. It's crazy how people think, oh, they've been sitting too long. Well, when they played Virginia Tech after playing so many games, you know, they were kind of tired. Kind of wore out. So now you think if they're resting, they're going to be bad? No, they're going to be unbelievably refreshed. People have to realize that other guys, other teams have been playing. This team has been resting and practicing. 
this is big for Jay Wright as a coach, is, uh, is, is a player's coach. Like, he's, he's what you want. So, you mean to tell me, when you look at Jay Wright, and you look at what he does when he coaches, that sitting down, getting more time is bad for him. <laughs> That's crazy. But let's look more into this. Um, Colin Gillespie has been unbelievable. If you want to see how, how good of, of a year Colin Gillespie's having, kind of look at Sadiq Bay. You know, Sadiq Bay started really shooting high percentages in three-pointers, shooting good percentages and field goal percentage. I mean, he really had a complete – if you look at Sadiq Bay's last season, that was such a complete season for a player to, to evolve. So you, you look at 15 points for assists. He's shooting 44% from three. 43% from the field, 82% from the free throw line. He's At this time, he needs to be playing like this because he's a go-to guy now. That's what you're really looking for. You're really looking for a go-to guy when you have a team. And you're like, who's a go-to guy? Well, to be unbelievably real, it's two guys. You got, I mean, it's, it's a lot of guys, but I'm going to say how it breaks down, why Villanova is so unique. Gillespie's the guy. He's the undisputed leader. And for Jay Wright to say he's the best leader he ever had is unbelievable. With guys like Archie Diakono and Brunson and Josh Hart and, and Sheffield. I mean, you're talking about leaders. He really says a lot about Gillespie and how tough he is. 1.2 steals a game. He is ready at any given time to take over a game, to lead a game, to make the right decision. I mean, not too many players. Look, let's look at Gonzaga. They don't have a guy like that. Look at Suggs. He's such a he's such a you know. Looking at talent wise, yes, he's more talented. But we're talking about winning a basketball game. Let's let's just get this. You can have the most talented player on the floor and not win. We've seen that in basketball, NBA, and we've seen that in college. But what does it take to win? Good coaching, team chemistry, good defense, and leadership. And they have a lot of leaders. They have three leaders. Really four. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is, is, is that's the man. He's just light years ahead of his where he should be. All right? So now, with that being said, that is also a point guard. Once again, Villanova has an elite point guard that's considered one of the best players in college basketball. Jeremiah Robinson Earl, once again, we said he would evolve. He did. 16.2 points, 7.6 rebounds, and 54% from the field, 32% from three-point line, a little 70%, a little bit over 70% from the free throw line. The thing is, the scary thing is that he can get better as the season goes. Like, right now, that's, a good, that's good for him to get drafted in the first round, top 20, right there. As a sophomore, what he's doing, that is good enough for Robinson Earl. To get drafted. It's good enough. But there's still more season to go. He's going to continue on the right system around other guys. Everybody wants to make each other better on this team. As good as Gonzaga has always been. Great elite program. They got the best team they've ever had. 
but they're still not on the same level as Villanova winning-wise, chemistry-wise. They have good shooters. Corey Crisper, good shooters, good scores. But they don't have better defense than Nova. And Nova can fire just as many points as these guys. That's the thing. Nova's defense is always going to show improve. Their passing is always going to show improve better than any team that they play at the end of the game. I've told teams, the teams was like, oh, they had trouble with this guy. Villanova has to lose games. They lost four or five in their championship years, respectively. Four games and five games in their championship years, 2016-2018. They countlessly had to come back against teams on their championship years. They had to come back. Championship years, they had to come back. That showed what type of team Villanova is. So now you look at you know, certain players on this team, like 13.5 rebounds, almost three assists for Justin Moore. He has elevated. I've said both these two guys, Robinson Earl Moore, did so good. They are going to elevate. They are going to get better the next year. And you get the ball in their hands, Moore's not scared to shoot that ball. That's another thing. Nobody's talking about him. Like, he's the most untalked about. Everybody talks about Robinson Earl, even on the team. But nobody really. Now people, I think this year, is more people a little bit more people talking about him because you have to. He's just so much. And people don't understand. He can come back and win a game. He is a dangerous guy on the floor in the clutch. Nobody understands that. You have to. He can don't don't be fooled by that 32% from the three-point line. Because he can hit three-pointers, an excess amount of them. Khalid Daniels is dangerous. I think Khalid Daniels, even if he's better than I thought he would be. The 12 points a game that you see, 12.6, that, that's nothing compared to really how dangerous he is. He's hitting 40, over 40% from three, 50% from the field. He's a walking bucket guy. And, and it's good to have that fourth guy next to three guys who go get it. They didn't have this last year. Moore was still a freshman. That's just a lot of pressure to put on somebody. Robinson Earl was a freshman. A lot of pressure to put on somebody. You have to really look at the four players they have. Let's talk about the championship teams. Okay? You had Shefu, you had Archie Diakono, you had Chris Jenkins, you had Josh Hart. All four of those guys were coming in, doing their thing. All right? And in the 2018, you had Jalen Brunson, you had Michael Bridges, you had DiVincenzo, you had Pascal. All four of those guys was going to eat you up. You had Spellman. I mean, that was a real good team in 2018. I still think that's the, the, that team was the best Illinois team of all time. They just could beat you every single way. And, and to think, to go back, truly think and go back and, and talk about who was who. Like, Every just like the 2018, this team, everybody from all five play, all five parts. Even if you throw in Dixon in the five, can hit from long range. 
We're not talking about 45%, but they can hit from long range, which spells out Jay Wright's system to spread the floor, play defense, and pass. If you can hit from long range, you're going to try it. You're going to try it. Because guess what? You're going to hit it. So, the big thing to look at, the big thing to look at is uh, this team has that. And it's hard to mess with a team that all five guys can eat you up from outside. It's real hard. And it's different with Jeremiah Robinson Earl because he's really a power forward. So, he'll take you off the dribble. Like, he could do a lot that a center like Spellman couldn't do. Spellman was really a big front court guy. Like, as good as he was, he was really going to try to post you up when he got that ball, hit that outside shot. Man, Robinson Earl, take you off the dribble, do all types of little smooth moves. You know, like, he's a different monster at the five that a lot of people ain't going to be used to. Then they could throw, then they throw Dixon in there with Robinson Earl, and it messes everybody up because he can still hit from the outside. He's a, he's a monster inside. He's still got Robinson Earl to mess with. That's a matchup problem. It's just one of the matchup problems I'll be throwing around to let y'all know about Villanova. It, it's how they recruit. Like people was like, oh, Quinterly is not the, 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 the scheme. He didn't fit. People be lying on Twitter. Like the one guy was like, he left because he wasn't a fit. No, he left because he didn't get minutes. And then Quinterly came on there. That, 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 that's my guy, Quinterly. That's my guy. What, what y'all thought? What did y'all think? I just make up stuff about people. I know people. I just don't say nothing about my sources. Quinterly came right on Twitter and was like, yo, these people be lying. I don't know what's up with Nova. I don't know what's up with it. And then everything was addressed. It was guys that showed. I'm glad it was guys. Thank you, Nova, for showing him love because Quinterly really loves Nova. He just wanted his shot. It wasn't about uh, Gillespie starting. He just wanted his minutes, and his freshman season was a bad taste in his mouth. The, the, the controversy came. He got tired of the controversy coming from Arizona. All he wanted to do was get his minutes. He did not get the minutes. He gets minutes to Alabama. He gets the ball, and he gets minutes. That's all he wants. He was used to that. And he didn't like that, and he just wanted to leave. He just didn't like how that turned out. You know, I wish he would have stayed because he would have got minutes the next year, but he just didn't like that. And this is his choice. Now we're looking at Swider and, 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 and Samuels averaging seven again. Samuels was just on the rampage. He was the hottest player from Nova. Besides Gillespie, like, Samuels every game started to really come through and show y'all the Samuels that was nominated to be, for the Julius Irvin Award this year. He just, he just, he's just a good team Villanova player. He falls back. Y'all do y'all thing. I'll come through if y'all need me. I'm just telling you the truth about Samuels. Everybody like, well, I thought you said Samuels. No, Samuels, what I didn't think is Samuels would just fall back and let other players get it and get it if you need him. He's not trying to go get it. He's not, he's let these, it's other guys that can do it. And he's not trying to overshadow anybody trying to play and contribute. He's the best two-way player on there. Cole Swatter is patient. He's having a good season. And Brandon, Brandon Slater is shooting 73% from the field and 83% from three. <laughs> Him and, and, and then you got Dixon. He's a, every time he comes in there, he has a double-double this year. That's contributing. People are, when Dada and Antoine get back, they're going to come back. People are saying, I just want to get to a couple of things too. I just want to break down some things. 
One is the, the rule that there is a rule. But I'm a different person. I'm, I'm, I'm Lita Johnson. And if I don't think a rule is ever going to be, if I think something is irrelevant, then I don't even consider it as even existing. The rule that they'll have a year of eligibility because it's pandemic stuff, so it'll be one granted to them. Wright's not going to use that. For one, why would he give Dada an extra senior year when you got Njoku coming and you got Dixon right there? What is that going to do? Seriously, Jermaine Samuels. You got Trey Patterson. You got Langino. You still got Slater. You got Antoine. You got guys all who can play that position. And you mean to tell me he's going to let Antoine? He's not. It's not going to be good because guys like that are not going to get the time. What, Gillespie's going to come back? What? You got Daniels, you got Moore, you got Antoine, you got, um, listen, Trevor Kills. I said it's a lock. I've just been hearing a lot, and, you know, you go back and forth, and you hear certain things, and you come to the conclusion, like, that seems like that's a lock. Seems like Trevor Kills will be a villain of a wildcat. Looking at Duke, looking at where they're going, looking at what they're focusing on, Trevor Kills looks like a villain of a wildcat. I just feel like he's coming. And all Villanova has to do is keep on winning. You look at Duke and where they're at right now. Um, that doesn't have really nothing too much to do about with kills. I mean, of course, he's looking like, dang, well, this and that. But everybody knows Coach K is out and this and that. But that's not it. How good the programs is one thing. How comfortable is the next. And Kills loves Villanova. It's like he loves Duke, but he loves Villanova. Uh, he got his guy there, Brandon Slater. Just like he got his guy there in Duke, Jeremy Roach. So there, there's, there, there's a couple of, but I just feel like you're looking at it. You look at the position, look at where Duke is at, um, who can come in, who can play. You know, he's regardless of where he goes, he's going to get immediate play. Villanova will be straight, immediate play, be off the bench. But he'll get immediate play. You look at that it, when um, Gillespie is gone, it'll be Antoine, Moore, and Daniels. That's three guards. And you put kills, and the kills will automatically be a guy getting a lot of time, whether he's getting it at the three, at the two, or at the one. Kills is going to get time. And then Trey Patterson. I see both those guys after Jermaine Samuels leave. Trey Patterson gets his time. Those two, the top two recruits, will get their time. And I think the type of players they are is so much. Trey Patterson, I love the way Trey Patterson plays. He will be an NBA first-round pick coming to Nova. It's going to milk. It's like having uh, Sadiq Bey, a stronger Sadiq Bey all over again. Plus, he, he's a better passer. I mean, he's a real – it's like getting Sadiq all over again. Except he's just stronger. Trevor Keels is is is, is going to have a good freshman season if he goes to Nova, anywhere he goes. But with Nova, I mean, just imagine what type of player, what type of jump shot, what type of score, what type of all-around player Jay Wright can make Trevor Keels and the way he does with guards, the way he does with players. Can you imagine?
looking at uh, Villanova now, you want to like really break down. And people was like, what about Brizzy? And is they going to get time? Brizzy, Chris Archidiacono was recruited. He wasn't recruited for nothing. Chris Archidiacono is going to get time. We got more Daniels, Archidiacono, and Kills. I think Antoine becomes the small forward. Everybody's talking about Antoine ain't came in. Wright knows what he wants to do with players when they're when he when he recruits them. When he recruited Slater, he's given Slater all the opportunity to get good. And now this is the year where Slater finally does it. This team has a better defensive team, more length of their quickness. Getting Cole Swatter and Slater, you don't see too many players like that on people's bench. The way they're playing is exactly how Villanova recruited them. You got Eric Dixon on the bench. I don't care who's on the bench. What big man Gazaga got that's doing anything to them? I mean, off the bench at, as a young guy like that. Samuel's tough. Not too many tough small forwards that have experienced winning the championship coming in like that. Now, the, the big thing I want to talk about even more is um, – Villanova with Dada and Antoine. When will they be back? We, I, I haven't heard anything. But right now it's January, and I think soon it'll happen. You know, he was practicing with them for a long time. Dada knows the offense. Now what happens? Okay, who comes in there? You know, you hear people, who, who's going to who's gonna play? Well, who's going to come in there? Who's going to chop up who minutes? Ten, listen, 10 people can get time, but they don't get time every game. Each game is going to be eight people, but they're going to be ten people deep every game. That's going to happen. That's what you don't understand what I'm saying to people. They don't. Of course, you're not going to play ten people every game. They never play ten people every game. That's just not what they do. But you're you're still ten deep to where you can play ten people if you want, or you can rotate between ten people. That's the best way to say it. You're going to play eight, but you got ten people you can use. Legitimately, not just ten people sitting there. All these guys have their battle tested. Now you're gonna put Dada in. It's gonna be interesting to see what they do. Is Earl still gonna be at the center? Is Dada gonna back up? And and then looking at it, he can do that. He can put Dixon back, or he can play Dada and Dixon. He can he can make rotations. Sometimes Dixon won't get no time because it's Dada's time. Antoine's going to come in. He's going to get his time. I'm looking at Slater and what he's doing, but they have nobody backing up Justin Moore. They have nobody backing up Colin Gillespie. When Antoine comes back, all the time is his. You got Cole Swider at the four, backing up the four. You got Slater at the three. You got Daniels who, who, who starts next to, um, which surprised me, next to Samuels. Which lets me know Antoine could have started at the three next to Samuels. I just didn't think that would happen. But it's working for Jay Wright. And right now, they're going to keep that. They're not going to knock that off. But now they they have a guy that can back up and take time away from Gillespie and Samuels. I mean, excuse me, Gillespie and Moore. That's going to be an unbelievable three-guard rotation. I got a lot of confidence that, you know, this team could be 
really, really be a better defensive team. And the offensive team come March, they're really going to be something because guys like Slater and, 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 um, and Samuels and Gillespie, great defenders. And then more, uh, more improving. Swider, an improving defender. Improvement is big. Uh, the Trevor Kill situation, like I said, just had to wait, man. I mean, it's just tug of war. I'm feeling it's, it's just, to me, it's uh, skills. You want to talk about 2022? Let's just see how this balance. My thing is this, and if y'all want to really know what goes down, I'll I get on to the Sixers later on, okay? Next podcast, because Nova needs it. Nova needs it, all right? Let's, let's just open up the Nova book, because I have it in a minute. Um, Let's talk recruiting, okay? Let's talk. Okay, Kills. Y'all want to know the scoop? Skills, everybody know he loves Duke and Villanova equally. But it's just a little edge with Nova, man. Nova has been on him quicker than anybody. And if you're looking at players and time and what do you want your NBA life to be? You go to Duke and... You are preferably looked at if, if you're a five star to be a one and done, whether you're a one and done or not. And if you now if you don't become a one and done, your stock is almost in danger. You have to play significantly way better than what you did. Now, Hurt, Matthew Hurt is going to be a first round pick, but guys like Wendell Moore, who could have been projected a first round pick, they got to play another year. You know, Joey Baker. I mean, it was expectation that maybe he can come out of one and done, maybe because he was a five star, just maybe. But it was so crowded. Um, if Trevor Kills doesn't sign with Nova, then that opens up the door for a five-person class. If Trevor Kills signs with Nova, then this is what happens. Okay, Corey Floyd Jr. is being pursued by Nova. So is Mark Armstrong. Wright's always going for guards, and that's a backcourt. So, but Jalen Duran and Justice Williams could end it in four. If that, but at the same time, Jarris Walker. Jarris Walker is a Villanova lean right now, but he doesn't have a. He'll get a. He'll get an offer soon. And looking at everything. It could really be a battle. Is Jarrett Walker going to commit to Villanova? Corey Floyd definitely loves Villanova. Definitely loves him. So if, if Floyd commits, is that out for Jarrett Walker? It's a lot of question marks to 2022 because Dern and Justice Williams are the top two targets for Villanova in 2022. They have been on them hard from the get-go. Will they continue to be on both of them or will they let go like they let go of Antoine and Lewis? They just went for Antoine. Will it happen like that? I don't know. But right now, Duran and Williams are the top two 2022 targets. Mark Armstrong, I think it's only evident he's going to get signed. They're my three guys to tag on. And the Coy Floyd, Jarris Walker thing is real, real skeptical. What's going to happen between Jarris Walker and Coy Floyd? Which one is going to commit first? Coy Floyd has the he has the uh, advantage because he has the scholarship. 
So we come to um, that's where that's going to go right now. I mean, Trevor Kid, if he commits, if if he commits, then we're we're looking we're looking at a four man class, and it could it could really be Jarius Walker could possibly be out, and it'd be Corey Floyd, Mark Armstrong, Jalen Duran, and Justice Williams. I'm, but it's still going to be a battle between if Corey, if Corey Floyd commits. I don't know. We'll see with Jarius Walker. We'll see. I think they'll still give him an offer because it'll be a battle between the five stars and Justice Williams, Jarius Walker, and Jalen Duran. What two will commit? Mark Armstrong, they want that guy. And I'm beginning to see that Corey Floyd is becoming a priority of theirs too. They know they can get two guys on their um, – to commit. You can get two guys to commit. Because it's real hard to always really in five stars. You see how hard of a from the Cameron Reddishes to the Lonnie Walker to the Javon Quinterleys. It's real hard to really in five stars. It takes a long time. It's a long process. Kills this year. So it's going to be a process. So they go for the other guys. And right now, Corey Floyd and Mark Armstrong are two guys I feel like Villanova can end up snatching quick. They could be the first two commits because five stars is always going to drag out. It's always going to be they wait. It's always so many offers or offers they're waiting on. So I think those two guys, Corey Floyd and Mark Armstrong, will be the first two commits in 2022 for Villanova. And that's when things get interesting. That's when things get very interesting, I'm telling you, because if Trevor Keels does commit, then that's two more commits. If he doesn't, then there's three more. So now uh, we go to the football, and um, I wanted to um, say some things about the football team. Just a damn good job, Coach Ola, Coach uh, uh, Coach Ola Adams, Coach Nathan Pagan, Coach Mark Mark Ferranti. I mean, Jesus, Coach Ross, Penny Packer, these guys. And it's not even better than the last two classes. It's just a good class to keep your flow of talent coming. Bryce Ganius was a great pickup. Great pickup. They got good defenders. They got um, Nagbaninza, the wide receiver, explosive. Christian Sapp. Which I heard will go to is a defensive back now. He won't be a wide receiver. And he's a beast there. Like he's a heck of an athlete. So Villanova once again crowding with more and more. And I get another Villanova podcast. I'm gonna talk about the football team. Um just coming up. Daniel Smith will be on the field. Jaron Hayek, that great one-two punch. I'm seeing who will be a receiver. That's just always my, like, who's going to be a receiver? Who's going to be the next guy next to Hayek? Uh, Dez Boykin is definitely going to get the ball some. I, I really expect him to get the ball a lot. Uh, Javon Jones is going to get the ball. But there's Dupree Bryant. There's Jaquan Allen. Ooh, it's going to be a good one. Good battling. Ray Juwan Pringle, he'll get the ball some. He's explosive receiver. Fast, they got some speed, but you talking about Jaquan Allen, Dupree Bryant, that's going to be interesting to see if they both or one get a lot of time.
So it's going to be real big to see what happens there. The four running backs. See, I'm I'm anxious to see Jalen Jackson come back and Justin Covington. Oh, man. Hodge left. He did his thing. Hey, go do your thing, Hodge. But this team still was full of weapons. Mitchell Bothwell is coming. We had a we had a tight ends going. Bothwell is his tight end room. Jack Stanton gets to show what he was recruited and switched to tight end for. I'm really anxious to see because he was such a good defender. He's such a good defensive end coming out of high school. I'm really anxious to see just like because you know because a lot of Trent did good on the switch because he was a great elite receiver out of high school and then when he got switched to defensive back he was just outstanding. So I'm really anxious to see just how good he is. This is a real good balanced offensive team. I want to talk about the offensive team because they're stacked in the offensive line. I don't think that's even talked about. They got some studs. Guys still coming. Guys they got in this recruiting cycle. Just real good recruit. They have been on the roll like a dice game just hitting seven, 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 seven. Just keeping the depth. I love the way that's going. And it's just running back. D-Will Barley and TDA Ojarajahi. Those four guys are going to be hard to stop with a good line. And as long as these receivers, I want to see if, 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 they, if they spread the ball like that with Bothwell. So listen, y'all, um, Villanova, I wanted to get in touch with y'all, Villanova Radio. Um, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, uh, Lita Johnson. Yo, I'm out, y'all. Villanova Radio, Nova Nation.